everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 89. This episode, we've got two albums we're going to talk about. Um, the first of which was recommended by my father over here. How are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, um, and Daniel is over here too. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm alright, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, the first album we're going to talk about is a pretty interesting one. I've never heard of this band before. I don't remember... I, I feel like you uh, had some story about it, uh, which I guess you can explain after I say the album, but it's um, the album Beating a Dead Horse to Death Again <laughs> by Dog Fashion Disco. So pretty interesting titles and names. Um, but yeah, why don't you sort of talk about this album and why I recommended it. Yeah, I had heard the name before, um, but never got much into them, never saw that they got, you know, much popularity. Um, they're kind of an underground, you know, there's kind of an underground swell of popularity with them. Um, but uh, anyway, when I had, I pulled up an article uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was basically called like 10 bands that wouldn't exist without Faith No More. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let me check that out. And a lot of them were obvious. Um, the unfortunate one, as I said, was um, Limp Biscuit. Mm -hmm. But um, I saw two or three bands on there that I hadn't really heard much about. Uh, so I kind of, you know, wrote them down and said I was going to give them a listen. I can't. I don't remember the other two anymore. But I didn't like them very much. But I liked Dog Fashion Disco like a lot. Um, there are points in their music where they sound a lot like Faith No More. Um, his yeah. vocals can get very much like Mike Patton at times. But they don't feel like a ripoff either, though. They feel like their own thing. But, like, you can definitely hear the influence, that's for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, kind of doing a little bit of research and listening. Uh, this band has had, like, three or four different side project bands amongst themselves and they're kind of all over the place um and they're kind of funny like their description in um in spotify says they were originally going to be called the big retard <laughs> but and even spotify is like well you know that's not okay and then the band is like yeah i still think it's better than dog fashion disco <laughs> which you know yeah all the same not, you know, they, they wouldn't have gotten far with that name anyway, I don't think. But, um, anyway, yeah, so I just, I gave a bunch of their music a listen. Um, I liked most of it, um, and this album in particular I liked a lot. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into them. And, um, I don't know, let's start out with, uh, let's start out with Dominic this time. What'd you think of Dog Fashion Disco's? Beating a dead horse to death again. Um, it was it was certainly interesting. I'd say it had highs and lows. Um, there was I think is this like a compilation album because it has like some live performances and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with the it live performances kind of, uh, on here. Um, I I didn't look back and see if they were on different albums as regular songs or not. I really should have. But I mean, the whole the thing as a whole was still under an hour, so yeah, I didn't really care that much. Yeah, um, I did. Yeah, I definitely because I thought you said something about like them having some kind of faith no more influence. Mm -hmm. 
or something. And yeah, I definitely heard that. Even like Mr. Bungle kind of energy with yeah. some of the songs, especially the first song, Baby yeah. Satan. I mm. felt that a lot. Though I didn't really like that song as much compared to some of the other ones. Not just because it sounded like Faith No More, but I just didn't really like it as much. Yeah, I should have um, said they have a very Mike. Pa- Although oh no, some of the music is really Faith No More. Like I mean, there's you know there's the keyboard influence yeah. in there definitely. Um, you know, there's the heaviness um, at times, but not all the time. I'd say that song in particular has some Mr. Bungle going on yeah. in it, though. Yeah. I, I actually I like Day of the Dead a lot though, mm-hmm. and um, Gardenia. Mm-hmm. I thought was good. Um, I think the song Anaconda was one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of the live performances, I liked Nine to Five at the Morgue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Desert Grave. Right. And then the last two songs. Um. I feel like are just kind of jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, it's it's just very. I mean, I don't find it very. I I I, f- I find it like a little bit funny in like a. Like almost a post irony way, mm-hmm. but like. I don't, it's it is very immature, I guess. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I, it, it's not like I'm like super offended by it or anything. I just don't find much to enjoy about those songs I guess but yeah. um yeah overall it's a decent album um and it's surprising I, I haven't heard much of much about this band probably because to some people they haven't aged the best I'd, yeah. I'd say some of the songs though are are pretty pretty good and um yeah I'd say um because I think there's a bit of like faith no more resurgence in popularity recently with some younger people, or at least, and Mike Patton in general. Mm-hmm. So I think um, they might be into this too. But yeah, I'd say um, it's okay. I'd give it like a B minus, probably. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. I'll definitely uh, I'll sign on for that. That's not not bad. Um, Dan, what do you think of this album? Uh, I don't think I liked it as much as Dominic did. Uh, I don't know. He didn't love it, but. Yeah, I was more like kind of hot and cold on this one. Uh, it's a ve- I'll say this: it's a very 2008 album. Uh, from like from the cover, first of all, the cover looks like 1998. Well, I mean, is it? Oh, the, the album is like from a, 2008, yeah. but it's um, it was it recorded in 1998. Was it? I was really. It, it says, says the album is from 2008, or it was released then, anyways. But it seems like most of their stuff was in the '90s, so maybe it was. It's yeah, possible. I'd have to look into that. I thought it was on um, on Spotify. I thought it was labeled as uh, '98. Maybe. Oh, 2008. You're right. No. Maybe huh. it's a very 1998 album. No, I could. I think I was wrong. I think it is 2008. Then. I, I mean, they were making albums. Um, they kind of split off and did a bunch of like side projects. Um, the singer, I think his name is. I want to say Tom Smith. It was a very generic name. My, my Todd, Todd Smith. Todd Smith. Okay. Um, put mate. out some solo albums under the name El Creepo. Yeah, I just <laughs> saw that too. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I do get a very Mr. Bungle vibe from this man, from this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they seem to kind of want to like push a lot of buttons, not buttons. 
boundaries. Sure. I guess. I'd say probably both. They're boundaries that are easier to push. Yeah, Beating a Dead Horse to Death Again was, uh, in 2008, was the last album they put out for a while, but then they came back in 2014, and it put out an album almost, let me see, yeah, they put out an album every year since then, except for 2020. They put out an album this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They um, said, the, this, it was crazy, it said something about the combination of his solo stuff. Another side project they had that I can't remember the name of right now was something Polka Dot. Polka Dot um, Cadaver. Polka Dot Cadaver and Dog Fashion Disco. They said they put out a total of something crazy like 38 albums or something. Mm. Mm. That That's that's uh, that's dedication. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. And they have a really big like cult following. Like, you know, they're not... They don't... They've never gotten radio airplay that I can imagine. Um, and they've never gotten huge, done huge tours and stuff, but they play all the time, and they're, they've got a really party fan base, so. It does seem like uh, one of those situations where you have, like, a pure, like, musician, like, not pure musician, but, like, you know, a, a, a person who's very into the a every aspect of making music, so mm. that's very interesting. Uh, back to the album, I think, yeah, I... Rat on a Sinking Ship, I swear I've heard that song before. Um, but, and yeah, like, even when I saw the name, I was like, I swear to God I've heard a song called Rat on a Sinking Ship before. And yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've heard that song before. I like that song. I like, uh, I like Day of the Dead. I like Baby Satan. I think that's a fine song. Um, yeah, the last two songs are very, you know, sort of immature, but like, you know, there's nothing too bad on them. It's just you know, from from looking at them, you would assume they're a lot worse than they are. Uh, like you know, the names of the songs are turning gay, and I I feel like they're pretty self-explanatory. Hank steal the the real the queer weird, cowboy. The, the, that's a mouthful. I can't say that. Um, mm -hmm. and and I can't even not say it because. It's wrong or anything. It's just a mouthful. Hank Steele, the real queer cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it just, it seems like they were just kind of goofing around and they were just like, yeah, why don't we just put this song on the album? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd say the weirdest thing about this album is that it doesn't feel very coherent, like, as an album. Yeah. Which is why I kind of feel like maybe it wasn't supposed to be or something. But I don't know. Especially with all, like, the live performances in the middle. It's possible. Sometimes sometimes they just, like, you know, they, they see some some cool stuff or they they make some stuff and it's like, oh, we want to put this out because it's fun or it's interesting. And they throw together an album. Uh, I mean... After Tentacion died, they just basically took a bunch of riffs he made and made a whole album out of it. So, well, that's that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. But this is this is uh yeah I think this album's okay. Um, I'd probably give it like a C minus, not a C minus, the other one, C plus. Okay. I I mean not bad. Uh, I just found them really interesting. Um, you know, not the best 
thing I've ever heard, but just something finally interesting uh, to come out of some of the stuff I've been uh, listening to. Um, I've made a lot of good discoveries, though. I'm happy that I, I'm given a lot of stuff a chance now. Um, and, it, you know, I'd say every once in a while, maybe, or I don't know how often to say it happens, but it, uh, you know, it turns out pretty good. So I'm happy. So, um, Dominic this week has um, recommended the album American Water from the band Silver Jews. So let's, uh, let's find out what got you into this band and album, Dominic. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I was actually big into um, Pavement for a while. I still am. I mean, I still like a lot of their albums. And I've, I, I've thought about recommending one of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of their albums, I, I sort of have trouble picking one. Because I, I feel the same about a lot of their albums. Like, I think they're, like, really good not mm-hmm. quite like fantastic but like they all have like really good songs on them right um but this album feels a lot uh a bit more interesting and accessible uh it has like a lot of different musical stylings um the i guess the lead vocalist is David Berman mm-hmm. who um passed away recently but i i like his i, I like his um vocals a lot um, Stephen Malcolmus is the other vocalist on the album. I don't think he uh, leads as many songs. He leads a couple, but um, I think it's only uh, it's only a couple. And David Berman is generally the the lead vocalist of the band, mm-hmm. but Stephen Malcolmus is the lead vocalist of Pavement. So, and this is like his other band that he had. Um, but this, yeah, this this band has a much more like, I guess, soft. Um, almost like country sometimes sound to it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this I just think is their. They only have. They have a, like. This is their second album, I think. I think they have like three or four albums in total. Mm. Um, I think they might have only released one album after this, but I'm gonna see. They they broke up. Uh. At some point. Oh, they they have like five. They have like six albums actually, and this is their third album. Um, but yeah, uh, they were around for like a little while, and um, yeah, I just I I've listened to this album and the album before this called The Natural Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested to hear some of their other stuff, but um, so far, yeah, this is definitely my favorite out of the two. Even though the other album is very good too. Um, I really love this album in particular. It is very um, unique in the whole like indie scene. Um, there's a lot of catchy, uh, sweet little songs on there. So uh, I'll start with Dana. What do you think about American Water? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, um, I like this. I think it's. I can tell it's sort of like a passion thing, passion project sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like he really cares about it, or they really care about this. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah. I think this has a very interesting sound to it. It's a sound that I like a lot. In that I can't really put put a pin in it. Like I can't really point to something and says, "Oh, it sounds like that." 
And when music can do that, I feel like that's the best kind of music. So, yeah, I just think this has a very, like, unique sound, and uh, I enjoy it mm -hmm. a lot. Um, if I were to have to pick some uh, favorite songs from this album, I'd probably probably go with um, Like like the, the, the Death. I actually like that song, too. Um, I like Buckingham Rabbit. Yeah. And um, Honk If You're Lonely. Yeah, those, I would, are some, those are actually also my favorites. I would say this album's a bit stronger in the second half. I feel like I've been mm -hmm. saying that about a lot of albums recently, but... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this this one's a lot stronger in the second half, personally. I think I think they both... I think both... I mean, I really love this album, so obviously. But I, I honestly... Like, even albums I really love, sometimes I think one half is better. But I feel like both halves are pretty great. I, I really love like Random Rules and People and uh, Federal Dust, songs like that. Yeah. I wasn't uh, as big a fan of those songs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really like the I'd say like the in the entire like closing six songs mm -hmm. are all pretty are all strong. They're all pretty yeah. good. Um I think the song People actually got, like, at least on alternative stations, got a little bit of, like, radio play at the time. Yeah, it's yeah. like so. their second most popular song after Random Rules mm. on um, yeah. Spotify. So maybe it did. Yeah. Um, well, what grade would you give it overall, Daniel? Probably a B. Like a straight B. Not like a crooked B. No. Alright, well, Dad, what did you think about uh, American Water by Silver Jews? Um, I liked it. Um, at first, I think as anyone might, um, and as also, I'm saying this kind of realizing that a lot of the bands or singers that I like fall into this category, but it took me a little while to get used to the guy's voice. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit... It's a little bit rough around the end. Yes, and I don't mind that at all. And I, I, and really, by the second go through, I was like, yeah, I I enjoy this actually. Something that about both of their voices actually, they're very monotone. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the thing about both of them. They can they can in different ways they can both be very like yeah neutral like neutral sounding and like the other guy's sarcastic. voice is is, more, is better mm -hmm. actually like better in. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it, it, in an official capacity. Like, range-wise? or like Maybe, um, but no, I just mean, like, it's prettier. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's still a, a bit monotone, you're right. And the, and the main guy's voice is definitely monotone. But it definitely, A, works with the music mm -hmm. and, and really conveys a level of... Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like... It, like Sar I feel like sardonicism almost is like that's a, a good way to put it. Like yeah. sarcastic sort of dark, yeah. dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of the lyrics, yeah, or like sort that's, of just sadness a lot of the time. That's definitely yeah. That's definitely a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, he reminds, I'm, and I'm listening to him. I probably listened to the album a total of three times, maybe even a little more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was definitely one that I kept putting on because I did pretty much enjoy it. 
And I, it finally hit me at some point that I think it's Lou Reed. I think he reminds me of Lou Reed a little bit. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I was kind of struggling with that because I'm like, this reminds me of something. I mean, it's not any kind of a direct ripoff of anything, but it's definitely like, oh, and I can't remember the name of the guy, but the guy that sings like My Piano's Drunk and what is, uh, he's an older singer. I can't remember. Mom likes him a lot too. Um, My Piano's Been Drinking. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Um, Tom Waits. Tom yeah, Waits. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's exactly. I I couldn't Tom, think of Tom, Tom Waits. I feel like can get pretty animated sometimes, though. I've, I've get, actually yeah. thought of recommending, or at least some of his later, like really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. I've thought about recommending some Tom Waits before because I I do like some of that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think kind of a combination of Lou Reed, Tom Waits, that kind of vibe, um, is what this singer portrays. Um, as far as songs I liked, um, definitely Random Rules, um, People, um, yeah, Like Like the, the, the Death was definitely good, and Honk If You're Lonely. Everything else was pretty decent, like I didn't, I don't think, looking back over it again, I don't think I disliked anything, like I don't think anything was like bad. The rest of it was just kind of fell in the middle, like it was good, but it wasn't as good as the, like, you know, the songs I listed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good album. Um, I would definitely go back and listen to some more uh, of their stuff. I mean, like you said, do you think now there's, from what I was seeing too, it seems like there was six albums that's, that kind of stopped around 2012, I think was the last album they put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would definitely go back and listen to a little more of them. Yeah. I, they broke up in, after the 2008 album and I think the 2012 album is more of like a archival mm. um, sort of thing of some oh, okay. of their early work that never was released yeah but I would give this uh, hmm I'm struggling between a B and a B, B plus um, I can I give it a B plus that's, yeah that's pretty good yeah I liked it yeah I'm glad I was uh it's 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 sort of a very sentimental album for me, even though I haven't been listening to it for very long. So I'm glad you guys liked it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess it's recommendation time mm. in the podcast. And it's one of Daniel's. Uh, yeah. Is it not? Mm. It is indeed. Very exciting. You got something for us there, Daniel? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be recommending an album from an artist who, um, honestly, other than this album, I don't know a lot about. Um, You know, I can't say I've really listened to all of his albums and been through his entire catalog. It's just I think this album is really great, and I think, you know, he has some some great um, features on here, and um, it's, yeah, I just think it's, I think it's, I just think it's good. but yeah, I, I I honestly don't know much else about what this artist has done. So I'm going to be recommending an album from the artist Schoolboy Q. And it's going to be his album Oxymoron. Okay. He was on one of the... Um, wasn't he on one of the Gorilla, one of Gorilla's albums? Yeah, he was yeah. on the, the last one. Okay. Um, so yeah. yeah, I thought that sounded familiar. And I thought I liked it too, actually. I think yeah, I like that song a lot. Um, 
I, I don't think I've ever listened to a full Schoolboy Q album. I've heard a lot of features and individual songs from him, though. So it'll be interesting to go back to this one. Yeah, cool. This is the one with collard greens on it, right? Okay, mm. Yeah, that song is that song has Kendrick Lamar on it, and it's also a pretty popular song. Um, hey, we should have that as a theme song for my work. Really? <laughs> I don't. We, we grow, I don't really we grow think in, it would fit. Oh yeah, collard greens. <laughs> it wouldn't fit. It's not really about collard greens. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think so. Unless he just really likes color. For anyone listening, scratching their head, I work, even though I work in transportation, I work in transportation for a farm, and we grow collard greens, so I was making a little yeah. joke there. People scratch yeah. their head going, what the hell is this guy talking about? I mean, you could show it to your boss and see what he thinks. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. He doesn't yeah. seem like much of an R&B or rap fan, though. I'm but, pretty sure it either means... I mean, he could be talking about actual collard greens, but I think it either means, like, money or, like, weed or something. Oh, um, no, it's but, money. I'm pretty oh, sure okay. it's money. Okay. Um, Dom, if you got yours, do you want me to go? Um, you can go. I, I have, like, two to choose between. Okay. So, this is another band I discovered, um, kind of... I don't remember who originally told me about them or like or I saw it or read about them I really don't remember how I got to them but um, I had heard of them before definitely um, and I was like let me go give them a listen like I don't you know and I wound up liking them a lot and there's a lot of bands that I'll put on my list of things I want to give a listen and it'll be crap or I just won't wind up liking it one of the two but this is one that I actually wound up liking a lot and I actually did listen to they have a fairly, I think they have a fairly large cat, uh, what do you call it, catalog? Actually, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they have um, two, four, six, eight, I think ten, no, some of these are, I don't know, they have around eight albums, I think. Um, so the band is called Massive Attack, Ooh. and the album I'm going to recommend is from 1998 called Mezzanine. Now, if you go into Spotify, there is a, um, a deluxe version, which you don't want to listen to, and there is also a remix version, which you don't want to listen to. Just go to the regular album from 1998. How's Mezzanine spelled? M-E-Z-Z-A-N-I-N-E. Okay. I, I have actually heard this album before. Really? Um, yeah, because I've heard about it. It's um, a trip-hop I've heard mm-hmm. it referred to as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this definitely. This and, like, Portishead. Um, mm-hmm. I, I listened to one of their albums, too, because I was interested in hearing that genre. And this album, the cover, sort of intrigued me because it's very weird and uh, kind of almost scary-looking. I don't know. It, that's, like, some kind of bug. I don't remember what that's called. Oh, I thought it might have um, been a uh, lobster at first look, but maybe it's a bug. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember... Those bugs always scared me, but, um, yeah, those are, it might just be like a, like there are, I don't know, I don't think there are any black lobsters, but it might just be like color changed or whatever, but there's a bug that looks like that, that's like actually black. I'm trying to... Is that like a beet, like some kind of it's beetle? some kind of beetle, I think, yeah. Mm. But yeah I was gonna say beetle. stag beetle, but... That might be what it is, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I... 
I'm, I'm interested to hear it again. Yeah, I definitely um, found it good it, it and is, interesting. It's a stag beetle. I should just point out, uh, the deluxe version of Oxymoron is the only version that's on Spotify, I think. Why, did, why do these things exist? I don't know. <laughs> but that's the, so freaky. The deluxe version of Oxymoron is the only one that's on Spotify. So if you want to find out where the normal album ends and stop it there, that's fine. Um, but I've, I've just listened to the deluxe edition, because why not? Um, okay. So Dominic, you made your uh, decision yet? Um, yes. Okay. Um, I, I was just, we were just talking about this, actually. I, I actually had a couple other albums that I was thinking of recommending, but they're a little bit long. So this album is, it's sort of a normal album length, around 42 minutes, 13 songs. Um, but it's an album by Mr. Tom Waits mm. we were just talking about. Um, I thought, you know, I could save it for another time, but why not, I guess. Um, might as well just recommend one of his albums. And this is one of my more favorite albums by him. And I think one that's rec- that's uh, a little underrated. I'm actually a big fan of like his uh, 90s uh, uh, early 2000s stuff mm-hmm. a lot. I really love uh, Mule Mule Variations um, and his album Real Gone and uh, Bone Machine. Those, they're just really freaky albums. He sort of earlier in his career when he started in like the 70s um, he was doing a lot of like blues just sort of straight up blues type music. Singer, songwritery, piano music. Um, and as he went along um, to, into the 80s, it just got more, like, freakish and experimental. Um, and that just was even more so as he went into the much later part of his career in the 90s and the uh, 2000s. And people generally either either like the 70s stuff. Um, e- even that stuff is sort of weird a lot of the time for what it is. It's very, like, sarcastic and stuff. And I like that stuff, too. Or they like the 80s stuff. Um... But I don't feel like people talk a lot about, like, his uh, 90s and 2000s stuff. There are people who like it, obviously, like Tom Waits' super fans and stuff. Um, but I'm gonna, anyways, I'm going to recommend his album, Blood Money, from 2002, 2002 yeah. Okay. Um, yes, very, probably, maybe not his best album, but probably his most consistent all the way through. Um... And I think it has some like really great songs to sort of introduce you to the whole Tom Waits style, I guess. So yeah, Blood Money by Tom Waits. Cool. Um, and I don't think there's a deluxe version of this. It just says remastered, but it's just still the original track list. So um, yeah, if you want to be caught up for next episode, listen to Mezzanine by Massive Attack, Oxymoron by Schoolboy Q, and Blood Money by Tom Waits. We will see you guys next time. See you.